With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's the Topic, any topic, we prepared, we ain't scared, we just, we be talking sex, lies, yeah, whatever. Uh, My homie JT, B&B Sports Center. Yeah. Miss Lee bringing guests after guests after guests. Here we gonna, we demand our respect. Check out the check, out the check, here we eat. This ain't a podcast, this is the life that we lead. From relationships, politics, you hear it all here. Got stilettos and combos and fashion right here. If you want us all the lead, hit a right, right, we. Or you can download on iTunes, you know she that Got a show on YouTube and all, man, I switch you to sh- My homie T-Wig with up, no, we up in this bitch. Champagne celebrating this year. The next year, at the next year, at the next year, at the next year, at the next, next, next year. For the Miss Lee experience. Oh. Whoa. Gentlemen, it's your girl, Miss Lee. Welcome to another show where the experience is real, talking about real topics with real people and real music and all kinds of real conversation. Hope you guys are enjoying your week. I hope you had a good week. I hope it was full of blessings, love, and, and just happiness and positivity uh, because, you know, it's so much going on in this world. And we got to make sure we're doing positive things to keep us motivated and keep us focused on the, on the bigger picture. So with that being said, hope you're ready for the show. <sighs> I miss y'all. <laughs> I miss y'all. Because, you know, that's just what it is, man. Y'all y'all my people, and I appreciate y'all. So tonight, y'all know, um, T mentioned last week that he's at CIAA out in Charlotte with his homeboys enjoying the festivities out there. Uh, JT uh, might be joining us tonight. Um, he has the flu, but he might join in. I'm not sure. Nonetheless, this topic tonight is very, very important, um, you know, to kind of break down and talk about the, the elements of the wealthy, the poor, the upper, lower, middle, upper, middle, lower class, just how finances and, and how it impacts your well-being and this functioning and living in society. We're talking about all of that tonight on the show. We also have a wonderful guest that's going to be joining us as well. Her name is Supreme Essence. She is the CEO, the founder, the president, the girl, the chick, the woman in charge um, of Credit Warriors, Inc. So she's going to be joining us and giving us some great ways to help us build our credit and, and really understand your credit score, really understand how credit is important and why it is so important. So she's going to be joining us because, you know, you got to not only having the money, 
but you also got to be able to understand the importance of what to do and how does credit impact. Because you could have all the money in the world and not really have credit. Like, you need credit to make things happen. So, yeah, we're talking about that. Be sure to tune in. Definitely call in, call in, because I want to know your thoughts on credit. I want to know your thoughts on the wealthy. What class are you in? Phone number is 347-934-0949. Press 1. I'll speak you. i bring you the one. Say your comment. Speak your piece. You can have a conversation. Also, shout out to all of the new followers on the gram. I appreciate you for following me. I hope you're loving my post. Um, you know, on the show and just some daily things of the things that I do on a basis of weekly and daily situations. Uh, so if you don't follow me on the gram, go ahead and follow me. Um, it's just Miss Lee, I-T-S-J-U-S-T-M-I-S-S-L-E-E, all one word, all together. Also follow me on Facebook, Miss Lee on Facebook and just Miss Lee on Twitter. Go ahead and follow me on all three platforms. You'll get to know all the details of the show. You get to see the crew. You get to see the guests. You get to get the information on all of the shows. And if you miss the show, don't worry. Please don't worry. <laughs> all the shows are available here on Blog Talk Radio, um, you know, as well as YouTube, as well as iTunes in the podcast section. If you search for the Missy Experience, all of the shows will appear. So let's get into this topic. So we got the, the the classes, right, the income classes. And a lot of us, we think we know what defines it, you know, based off of the have and the have-nots, right? Like, oh, you have it, you're up here, and oh, you don't, and you're down here. And then that might not necessarily be true. So some people look at it as they have more than me, they're well off than me, when the reality is they might not be um, – able to maintain it, or their growth might be different than their net, which might put them in different categories. So, you know, all of that has an impact on your income classes. On top of that, what also is a big impact on your income classes in your household is taxes. You know what I'm saying? Because it, the tax breaks, you know, and now with this new administration, you know, these tax breaks that we once had under Obama, under Bush, and under Clinton, you know what I'm saying, are all different where you might have been able to write certain things off and now you can't, and which can also impact your income and, and, and how much you bring in and how much you live off of and, and how you're able to function financially. You know, so all of those things are, are important. And I know some things that a lot of individuals don't know with tax change and the new tax laws is if you do own a home, in the past, you are able, were able to get a home equity line of credit or a home equity loan, and then you can write off your interest on your taxes, right? That changed. So you can only write your interest off on your primary residence that the mortgage is on, not on any second mortgages and all of that stuff, which can also impact your income and what you bring in and how you are able to sustain breaks <coughs> and, and things of the sort. So a lot, a lot of new things that happen tax laws, and I know a lot of us are out there getting ready to file our taxes, and I'm so slow in this process. I need to get my life together. <laughs> and I guess the fact that 
you know, um, I don't have children, so for me to file was kind of like, oh, here we go, here we go. But you know, it's a part of life. But let's break about break apart the the classes, okay? So, and and this is off of Investopedia.com, um, and this is just a, a basic article that talks about the classes and defines the different classes. So I'm just gonna read some snippets off of it, so that way you're on the same page as me. Or you can even go to this site as well. Um, investopedia.com and if you just search in the box what income class are you and it'll just pull up the article that I'm looking at okay so briefly it says the median household income in the U.S. is $59,039 according to most recent data approximately half of all Americans will fall below the median household account uh, amount the other half will fall above so Half above 59000 a year, the other half below, okay? Although, you know, you might not, you, you could think about where you're under, it's, it's, that number does not equivocally define what upper, middle, and lower class is, okay? So that's just average where the income amount is, right? So the upper class is the top. So it doesn't have a definition, and, and a lot of people think that it's the top 1% to be in the upper class, right? So the, so let me just give you some numbers. <laughs> so in order to be the richest or in the upper class, the household needs to have an annual income of $389,436 a year. That's upper class, okay? That's that's the wealthy, okay? So some people think that it's higher. Like if you make seven, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand a year, you know, your household, you're in the upper class. And, and that could be what it is. But that's what I think where they're getting the 1% from, which is not fully accurate, okay, based off of this site. And they, they do a lot of census. And this was updated September of last year. So this is fairly recent, okay? The middle class, and this is according to the census of 2015, 6.1% of households bring in 200000 and higher every year, and 14.1% bring in 100 to 150000 This is the upper middle, okay? So you have the upper, which is 389000 and higher. The upper middle is 100000 and up. Okay, so you're not fully wealthy and you're not fully poor. <laughs> We're not even talking about debt. This is just income and what you're bringing in. Okay, so that's off the census. So 2015, so three years ago, 6.1% of households bring in 200000 or higher every year. And 14.1% bring in between 100 and 150000 That's the upper middle. Okay, so this is this is defined as a person with a three-person household, okay? So that's a husband, wife, and a child. So you got two incomes. So maybe the wife is making 50, you know, the husband is making 75, you know, and you're in that that collective amount, okay? So that gives you an idea of upper middle, okay? So that's between 100, 350,000, okay? And that grown, okay, over over the years, okay? So it wasn't, you know, in, in 1979, that was only 12% of the population, okay? So in comparison to 2015, where you got 14%. So it's growing, okay? 
Um, and, you know, a lot of that might account for the college degrees and people are pursuing higher education, you know, and in comparison to 1979, you might have also had more individuals who are starting their own businesses and are being very successful, you know, and you're, you're getting a lot more economic growth between, you know, 1979, 1980, and 2015. So much is going on in the country, you know, um, in between the, that time span of years, okay? So, Now let's talk about the middle, middle class, okay? (laughs) So the the middle, middle class is individuals who bring in income between $35,000 to $100,000, okay? So that's 41.5%. So that's pretty much a good majority of the people you might know, work with, you know, um, trying to make it do what it do. 26% 26% of American households earn more than more than that. 32% earn less, okay? So between 35% and 32%, got a nice little difference there. Okay, so that's average median household, okay? I know I'm giving y'all numbers, but it's important that we know these things when it comes to our income and what we're bringing in and what we're not bringing in, okay? So that's middle, middle, okay? That's, that's uh, I'm sorry, yeah, 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 middle, middle, 35000 to 100000 okay? So, and that's adjusted household income, okay? So, and let me, let me give you a little bit more on this. The Pew Research Center defines the middle income category as including adults with family of three equivalent incomes between two-thirds and double the national median. This brings a range from 37666 to 113000 according to levels. So, trying to figure out where you range, okay? So, President Trump said the middle class is shrinking, right? And he's right, because it is. Okay, this group used to make up the vast majority of the American population, but now stands at 50% of the American population. So, think about 50% of the population is in this, in this, in this range, right? And then they're growing, okay? Now, the lower middle... Now, this, I'm going to say, can include a lot of our disabled, Social Security fixed income, you know, and people that just paycheck to paycheck. They're trying to, trying to make it do what it do. Because as you think about the more you make, sometimes the more you spend. Housing goes up, but your salary might not raise at that same point. So being able to understand the finances is so, so, so important. So the middle class. You know, with what we just talked about, 37 to 113 or 100,000. The lower middle class, they don't live in poverty, but they are struggling to stay above the poverty line, okay? So, this description would be individuals who make 18,000 a year to 47,000 a year. So 18,871 to 47,177. And this is for a family of three people, okay? That is considered lower middle, okay? So that's a big gap in dollars and cents. Think about living off of $18,000 amongst three people, a family of three. You know, that might that just, and, you know, you might be getting assistance. I mean, who knows where, where you are on this level, right? So eighteen thousand to forty seven one seventy seven. Okay, so that's as of a family of three from two thousand and fifteen. Okay, now the poverty 
Okay, so this is when you just below the poverty line. You just trying to you don't even make enough money to just live. Okay. So right now the current poverty threshold is an income of twenty four thousand two hundred and fifty seven dollars for a family of four. Four people living off of twenty four thousand dollars. And eighteen thousand eight seventy one for a family of three. Now, the reason why this figure is always in debate with, you know, again, this just came out last year, okay, is that many poor Americans that make this income are living in urban areas, okay, and they have a higher cost of living. So they're really trying to get by, like straight up keeping their head above water, (laughs) You know, all of that straight good time, okay? You know what I'm saying? They're trying to make it, you know, and they're trying to feed their family. Might be, you know, they might not have the opportunities due to financial strain, due to educational levels, due to uh, sometimes history in their family, you know, those cycles that keep going through. So they live in these high these cities, and they're just trying to make do with what they have. So I wanted to break that up, and I'm going to share this on all social media so you're able to see, read, and understand the poverty levels, where you fall, have conversations with your family, have conversations with your children about those those distinct characteristics of um, the income class. Because the reality is you can't, if you don't know, you can't change. So knowledge is everything, and I, and I say that the more you know, just imagine a star from NBC flying over your head. So important to know. Uh, so we're going to talk about more on that, and um, we're going to talk about different ways to kind of feed your financial um, palette, your credit palette. Um, and I also have some differences between the middle rich class and all of that stuff as well. We're going to talk about that. We, we, I got music tonight all about money, okay, because that's the topic talking about money so i'm going to hit that with an oldie but goodie this is uh, the oj's for the love of money here on the mess experience we'll be back Oh, 
got to get the money music played tonight. Uh-oh, my lights just flickered. We going to pray. <laughs> that the electricity don't flicker here in, the, in Maryland because I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy in these Maryland streets with the wind being 65 miles an hour, trees being knocked over, schools were closed, you know what I'm saying, messing with the, the, the wealthy. In the in the middle class, you know, always flicker it again. We we gonna keep this in prayer, y'all. <laughs> in Jesus' name, let's keep the lights on. It's Miss Lee. We're talking about the upper, the lower, the middle class. I told you we have a very special guest that's gonna be joining us. Her name is Supreme Essence. She is a president, CEO, founder. Um, you know, she's doing her thing, inspiring and, and helping individuals get good credit scores. So not only being able to have the money, also being able to pay your bills, keep your credit, keep it good, keep it going. Okay, so I want to talk about some differences. So 10 differences between the middle class and rich people. Because I feel like, I know we have some seniors and, just, you know, if, you know, let's talk about the seniors and the disabled, you know. And I, and I feel like... Um, a huge, a huge important component of, I feel like our, our elderly, our disabled, um, fixed income individuals, you know, I feel like they deserve more, okay? They worked, they struggled, they built up their retirement. And it's, again, you gotta plan to retire. You really, really do. You know, and sometimes you, you can't effectively plan because as you you stop making the money that you were making in the past, and on top of that, property values is going up. You know, cost of living is increasing. Health issues might be increasing, you know, in which more money is put out, so it's kind of like a crazy balance with some where you might have individuals who are retired or are on Social Security or on getting a disability and all of those things, and they put paid into it all of these years, you know what I mean, that they were working, you know. However, it's a situation where life, life happens, and because life has happened, they haven't effectively budgeted or, or they can't plan for the unknown, you know. So it's either A, you live in fear not to spend what you save, or B, you know what I'm saying, you you keep working because you don't want to be in the poverty level because some people only make twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? It's just so much to think about. So I wanted to talk about some differences between the middle and the and the and the rich people, okay? And this is on lifehack.org, okay? So I got a lot of resources tonight. I hope you're loving it. The middle class live comfortably while the rich embrace being uncomfortable, which is interesting. So middle class live comfortably. So they're saying that typically it's comfortable to work in a safe job. You're working for someone else. Comfortable means happy. But rich people realize that things happen and you they put themselves in uncomfortable situations. They take more risk. Um, they create wealth. They they achieve great results because they're driven to be wealthy. Um, you know, and that's a big thing, you know, between the 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 middle class and the rich. 
a lot of people who are middle class, I, I see them a lot at my job and things of that nature, you know, they tend to not want to step out there and do new things because they don't want to change. They're comfortable. But just because you're comfortable, it doesn't mean that you're happy. Something to think about. Okay? The middle class live above their means. <laughs> and the rich live below. <laughs> now, I can say in the field of five, my nine to five, this is partially true. <laughs> I see a lot of people who make 50000 a year who want to buy fifty dollars to $60,000 cars because it's about their image or whatever. Where I see people who make hundred dollars to $200,000 a year, they okay with a Honda or a Toyota. You know what I'm saying? Or, or a Ford. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. Like, it's just the expenses that they spend. Um, <laughs> they, uh, and, and this is saying, you won't see an average millionaire buying uh, a multi-million dollar home. You know, they don't, rich people don't spend their money on depreciating liabilities. This is true. And, you know, and Jay-Z said it best in 444. I think it was well, family family uh, feud, I want to say one of the two, one of the two songs, you know, talking about, you, they buy things that appreciate, not depreciate, you know what I'm saying, um, they appreciate what they have, and they live below, they like to live incognito life, you know, rich, the, the people that buy the rich cars, you know, they, they broke, because you got the maintenance on the car, and here's a key component in this article, you know, it says, remember, if you earn a hundred, a million a year, and you spend a million a year, you're broke. You don't ha- you're not earning anything. So think about it. You make this money, you cut out this money. You're not making anything. You're zero. You're zeroed out, which is which is crazy, but it's true. Still so true. Ten differences between the middle and the rich. <laughs> now this is interesting. Number three, the middle class climb the corporate ladder. The rich own the ladder. The middle class always works for someone else. They have a job, a career, you know, they're doing their thing. So if, whereas the upper middle and, and upper class, the rich class, they own the companies. They're employing the others, okay? Um, rich people understand they need more people working for them, and that doesn't mean that they're being treated well. They might not be treat, treated well. Think about the individuals at your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, you work hard. You might love what you do. It might be your career path. But the amount of work you put in, are most people that work, are they fairly compensated for what they do and they're lower on the ladder when they're climbing to get up and then there's feelings and all kinds of politics and walls? So many elements to that. Whereas you protect the skills that you know and start your own. Just saying. But then it's at risk. Some people don't want to take those risks. It's important. <laughs> middle class, and this is interesting too, the middle class are friends with everybody. Well, rich choose wisely. And Warren Buffett said it's better to hang out with people better than you 
pick people who's who's uh hang out with people that got more than you. Not just trying to not that you're trying to get what they have, but you're trying to absorb the nuggets, you know, of wisdom. You know what I'm saying? That that they're absorbing. You get what I mean? And and you know, a lot of middle class people they they have friends of all different calibers of people, you know what I'm saying? They're all over all different types of friends. It's interesting. Rich people don't hang out with a lot of poor people. <laughs> Just saying. Ten differences between the middle and rich. I need these lights to stop flickering, y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> we got we talking about money. We got things to talk about. But I mentioned uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back because there's so many more differences between the rich and the wealthy. I mentioned earlier that we do have a special guest. This young lady is motivating, changing lives, educating, building warriors in credit. Um, she has so many different ways that she's impacting the community. She's helping educating individuals on credit, how it works. Uh, you know, she is out there educating on credit, educating on ways to pay bills, handling and, and getting you empowered to, to do the wonderful things. Um, and as you know, she started out on her own, you know what I mean? And she's, she's, she's making people more views than credit. This young lady, she goes, her name is Supreme Essence. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome her to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Hi. Hey. How are you? Welcome, welcome. Um, thank you. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm good. You know, this topic, finances and money and upper class, lower class, all of these classes, people think money is like the most important thing, but credit is just as, if not more important. <laughs> So oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so tell everybody, Supreme, like what what made you get into the credit business? Give me some background. Alrighty. Well, first I'd like to thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this, um, this wonderful oh, opportunity. Thank you. Yes. And um, back in 2016 in February, I didn't get. Um, a tax return. I didn't get no taxes. Okay. And every year uh-huh. was my come up getting my taxes. Um, I would right, start right. little businesses. I would just do all kinds of stuff with my uh, taxes. I would ball out. I just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back in 2016, mm-hmm. um, I had a little, I had a um, 17 um, passenger bus that I took and I turned it into a, um, a, a store, a fashion store. Okay. Okay. And, um, unfortunately, my bus broke down. I needed okay. $4,000 in repairs. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could just go into the bank and get the money because I was a business owner. Mm-hmm. Little did I know, um, I got rejected because uh, my business wasn't structured properly. Oh, okay. gotcha. So, oh, yeah, it was horrible. It was a really, really horrible feeling. Um, I came home. I said, babe, I said, um you know what, I think we need to get our credit right because the bank is not giving us anything. So that's when um, I went to the secondhand store, bought some some books on credit, and I became obsessed, mm-hmm. started studying, 
started using little techniques that I read and went to the library and studied mm-hmm. case um, cases in regards to credit mm-hmm. repair and the law. Mm-hmm. I learned the laws. And then what I realized that you could use the law in your favor because there's several loopholes that people, the average person, does not know about. I discovered those loopholes and okay. uh, got my credit up from a 519 to over a 720 in three months. And then wow. Credit Warriors was born. Credit Warriors was born May 26, 2016. Wow. Three months. You jumped over 200 points. Yes. Using the loopholes that I've learned. Good gracious. And so so for those that, that are listening who, who might not understand the credit range, can you give them an idea of what the ranges are um, from poor to excellent? Okay. Well, for, for credit, um, for poor, a little bit. Uh-oh, I think we lost her. She might call back. She's going to join us in a little bit. Um, but, you know, we definitely want to make sure everybody's aware of the credit range <laughs> and what it means and then how it's impactful um, because the credit scores in different credit agencies report um, differently. And to know the number, you know, you kind of know what you're working with. Um, and just to give you an idea, and I know she's going to join us and let us know a little bit more, but the credit range is from 300 to 850. Um, so, that's pretty much when you're looking at the Experian, the FICO, um, you know, the Vantage scores and, and the difference. So, um, you know, to move from a 519 to a 750 is just awesome, especially in three months. So, you know, you want to know where you are. And a lot of people um, are afraid to know their score, you know, so they don't um, – they they feel like if I don't know, it's good. You know, no, but you need to know where you are. And, you know, your income has a play in that because if you are in a situation where you're only able to pay the minimum of whatever is due, it does impact your school. So being able to live in a situation where you're able to handle your debt, your bills monthly, being able to budget things out, being able to learn how credit works and being able to learn the loopholes and things of that nature, you can definitely grow your score and, and make it impactful and make it in a way where you're able to pass that wealth on and be approved for a home, be approved for a car, be approved for all those things. So even though you have the money, got to have that number to go along with it. So um, hopefully Supreme Essence will join us back. Um, but what I'm going to do is play a quick song. We're going to come back, and uh, we're going to talk more about income, credit, and all that good stuff. So here's a little Bruno Mars, Cardi B. Because, you know, I know I said music, uh, money, but we're going to play this, and we're going to come right back real quick. We'll be back. Got all them girls shook, shook. My big fat ass got all 
about credit. We still got more to say. Technology is trying to hold us back tonight, but we rebuke it in the name of the man. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, yes, I, like I mentioned off air, I was letting everybody know the range is from 300 to 850, and there are some differences between the FICO and the Vantage and experience. So what can you let everybody know, like, some of those basic differences and what's important and what to look for? Yes. Um, well, you know, you have um, – we really um, base everything mostly off of the FICO um, scores. Okay. And um, we all try to have excellent credit, which is in the high sevens, like 750. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we all for. Um, You know, good credit, pretty good credit is between 700 and, like, seven. 49. Then you have mm-hmm. like fair credit, which is like 650 to 699. Poor credit is like 550 to 649. And bad credit is 515 below. Okay. So we all strive for excellent credit, which is in the high seven. And between, and here's the thing, too, that a lot of people, you know, I think people 
No, but then some are afraid to know what their credit score is because some, they just don't understand, like, how, or, or they think it's bad when it's really not because they've never looked at it. Because I know a lot of people in um, some communities, so it's always bad. I don't want to know what it is. And I'm like, but you got to know so you know what you're working against. Like, in the clients that you get, do you, how do you handle your clients that feel that way? That don't want to, like, check their scores? Yeah, do you get clients that don't? They yeah. Face, they have to face it. They have to face um yeah. They have to be prepared, okay? Credit is something we don't pay attention to. Normal people don't really say, oh, let me check my credit score. The only time is when you start getting denied for things that you really, really want. You know, when we get mm-hmm. really grown and we want to buy um, houses or get better mm-hmm. interest rates on, on cars and credit cards, that's when we start to say, oh, my goodness, you know what? I better get my credit right. Mm. Yes, and you know, it, what's so important about not getting it right, but keeping it right, and, and and yes, we know life happens, you know, you might take dips, you know, you know, it's, it's like you just can't predict what life can bring, and and a lot of people have situations where they're divorcing or separating or, you know, and or they're getting married and they don't know their spouse's credit score, and it's like you get married and you don't even, you don't have those conversations, <laughs> You know, and it's like that's important because you don't want their 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 debt. It's going to impact you and your score. It can, and it's like you might not want to go into a situation where you have to be the only one on all of the loans because that person isn't there. And you know, the fact that you mentioned to your husband, like, hey, we got to get this this thing fixed. We got to fix this together. You know, we got to do this as a team. You know, it's very impactful, especially for your household, because then you can teach your, your kids, like, the importance of it. And it just kind of passes those good habits on. Definitely. We have to empower one another. That's why our mantra is, is each one teach one. It's very important. And there's so many things you could do for your children, especially when they're in college and um you know, the age of 18 over, you can add them as an authorized user on your credit card as long as your credit card is 30% or under. That would help yeah. their score and prepare them when they come mm-hmm. home from college. Yes. So your, so Credit Warriors, um, what are some of the services that you have available for your, your clients and your customers? Okay, well, um, we provide educational tools and resources. Um, I have a, a Credit Warrior Starter Handbook. It's about okay. 20 pages long, and you can download It's a free download, and it's a step-by-step. Okay. And um, what I have is uh, it's um, we have educational tools and resources that will assist our members in achieving financial freedom. And knowledge is not only to not only repair their credit, but maintain it. Mm, I'm looking so at it right now, there, actually. Yes. Yeah, that's our golden, our golden handbook. That's that book right there will change your life. That book is a step-by-step guide, and it has everything in it that you need to um, fix your own credit, and and it teaches you how to maintain it. So, what is so for those out there that might not care or might not understand the impact of it, like, yeah, I think people 
might get the impact that the the you might not get approved for a lot of things because of your credit. Like, okay, but how does the interest rate impact your credit score? For those that might not know. How does how does the interest rate impact your credit and, score? Well, if yeah. you're so how does the credit score in, impact your interest rate? If you're if you're low, your interest you can you if your credit score is low compared to someone who has um really really perfect credit, you're for a car you can pay like ten grand more than what uh, a person with excellent credit would have to pay for a car. Like it's really that mm-hmm. serious. It's really um it's really that serious. Um, I'm serious. It's like um mm-hmm. like if your credit score is like between like a 500 and like a um, mm-hmm. 579, like your interest mm-hmm. rate um, can um, for a loan could be like um, 9.670% and right. your monthly payments will be like $1,700 versus someone right. with really great credit and um, their theirs will be like $1,100. So you'll be paying like way more than the average per- than the person with perfect credit. Yeah, it's it's real, and it's like you and and it's unfortunate that I see it a lot. I, I work in banking from my nine to five, you know, and I, I mm-hmm. see individuals come in who, you know, especially when their car breaks down. How you mentioned, like you need a car, and it's like you might not want to get it fixed, but you're just in a situation where you're impulsively having to buy a car because you're like, I got to get to work. This is what I need. And, you know, you don't pay attention to what your credit score was, you know, when you got the first car and your rate might be high and now you're paying so much more a month and the car might not be worth it. And now when you're trying to get a new car, it's like you're rolling in negative equity because the rate was so high and trying to get out of it, then you're trying to come up with down payments because, you know, you might not be in a situation where you have a 750 or 720 or, you know, whereas your rate is like 2 3% on that vehicle, whereas when you're looking to trade it in, you don't owe as much because you're not paying all that interest on the car, you know. So it touches so many layers of of how the score and the rate and, and what you're paying out of pocket per month is impactful. You know, um, and I think the more that you feel like we're knowledgeable, you you're going into the situation in the best case scenario, which is um, you don't you don't want to wait for the last minute. You really don't. Definitely, I mean, you want to walk into that car lot with a check from your credit union or your bank mm-hmm. for the price of that car. You know, you don't want them to run your credit 13 times, and I mean, it can lower yeah. your score. I mean, your score can drop like 60 points or more. I'm serious. Once yeah. they take your yeah. application to that back room, it's over. You have to go in there with confidence. You have to go in there knowing what you're talking about. Give them the check mm-hmm. and buy your car that way. That's the best way to yeah. buy your car. Don't ever let them run your, your credit because um, you'll be screwed. <laughs> yeah. They know. Yeah. They know when, um, when people know. They, they know the difference between if I was to walk in that car lot and someone with less favorable credit. They know. They can yeah. see you coming from a mile. Yeah, and they they just trying to. And here's the thing: when it comes with the car, like dealers are trying to get you into the car. They don't care about what you can afford. They really don't. And when you go in, you know, like Supreme said, ladies and gentlemen, like prepared. Like I'm pre-approved for twenty grand. 
I know I want to spend 15. We're not going over 20. You know what I mean? And it's like you have that leverage. Because dealers, all they care about is getting that car off the lot. They might pretend that they care about you, but they really, they're about, they have a job to do, you know? And it's like you're the one that has to pay for that car for 50, you know, for 60 months or 72 months for however long you're paying on that car. So you want to make sure that you're putting yourself in the best situation, you know, by being educated on the process and, and how it works. Definitely. I know that there's Definitely. so many conversation and um, some people might not understand the difference between a soft inquiry and a hard inquiry. What would, what's the best way to describe what those are and how it can impact your score? Okay. Well, um, a soft inquiry, uh, when they pull your credit, meaning the creditor, uh, when they use the soft, uh, when they pull it with soft inquiry, it's, it doesn't affect your credit score at all. It's basically trying to see where, where you fall in if you get pre-approved okay. for something. Um, okay. A hard inquiry will um, definitely drop your score, um, sometimes 14 points from just one hard inquiry. That's when they're running mm-hmm. your social security number. Uh, the soft inquiry usually uses the last four digits of your social. And you can get okay. um, credit cards actually using a soft inquiry. Really? I yes. did not know that. Um, I, 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 I figure they just kind of do this like um, mailer. Is that those are the mailers that you get in the mail like, hey, you're pre-approved for this? But then they still ask you for your social when you call. Is that, So that's different. Yeah, well, then it's actually okay. called the shopping cart trick. Oh, okay. The shopping cart trick. It's a legal way. It's legal, and it's a way to uh, obtain credit cards uh, with only a soft pull. It's community bank cards oh. that um, that offer the cards, and basically – you have to do a few things, and I talk about this in my in my in my book. My um, okay. there's a whole section on shopping cart tricks. You have to do a few things. You got to clear your browser. You got to allow pop ups, and basically you can keep trying over and over again. You have to opt in on the opt in opt out website, and make sure okay. you know you're opt in to um, receive pre screen offers from credit card companies. And once you do all that, you you filled your, your shopping cart up with about $150 worth of stuff, you check out, and then the pre-approval usually um, pops up then. You enter the last four digits of your social, and then you get the card. What? Yeah, so, so that's you, a great way. Wow, okay. Okay, so wait. So you, like, go to, I don't know, like, oldnavy.com or whatever. I don't know. And then, like, you're buying all the stuff. And, and I see the offers, especially like Amazon and like all, you know, those little things. So then you you pretty much act like you're going to buy something and you really don't. And then yes. you partially fill exactly out the credit. Like, it what? Was, I did a video um, for it um, to show you guys. It's in, um, it's in the group, actually, the video. And um, it's in my, my booklet that I wrote. It teaches you how to do it. Yep. Wow. It's and you said com- community is the yeah. is the bank that typically. So so that's I'm I'm thinking those are mainly department stores, right? So that's like yes. Express and like 
I, they, and every time I'm see, Express is the devil. They be trying to get me, and I'm like, Express, you're not gonna get me, okay? Because I love your store, <laughs> but I know <laughs> it's gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, and I seen that on the little pamphlet that they gave me, like Community Bank. Um, but I figured, like, yeah, like New York and Company, like they're all in the same like umbrella. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, go to credit. But you just don't want to go crazy. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you just want to do I that. People. Yeah, you just don't want to, like, go crazy. It's for people who normally, because it doesn't go by your credit score. It goes by what's in the, um, like, in, in the the central base, um, in the centralized system. So it's not going by okay. what your credit score is at all. It's, uh okay. They just it's a random pop up too, so you're not always going to get it on the first try. Um, right. Or you, your friend might get it, and you might not get it, you know. But there's several different stores, and it's online also. You can look it up. The shopping cart trick. It's nothing that I made up. It's just something I discovered, and I and I um, passed on the information to my my members in my group. Gotcha. Okay. And I see on your book because I'm I'm looking at it. I'm I'm perusing through. You know. Um, so there's so many things with collections and, and charged off of loans and all kinds of elements, especially, and I know this is huge because I see it a lot in my industry, um, like utility bills and all of that stuff being on credit. Like, <laughs> but see, what, I, what I've noticed is, like, if you owe Verizon or Comcast or AT&T or whatever, like, those are on your credit report, and it and it can give you a derogatory mark. But then once it's paid, they fall off, but they never happen. So, do you find that that's a normal thing? Are they supposed to report to your credit, or like, because it is a utility bill, and it's kind of like they do have your social, I guess, to get you approved for the electric bill or whatever. But do you find that more more people that you help have a lot of utility collections on their credit report as opposed to other things? I, I see everything. I mean, no report to me is, is, is worse or better than the next one. I see a okay. lot more, more hospital bills, more hospital bills yeah. than anything. Um, uh, $53 bills, uh, $29, little tiny bills that are just forgotten. Gotten. People yeah. don't understand. Once you miss a payment, your score can drop like 60 points from one missed payment. And then it's like, oh, forget about it. Or they're just too busy and they forget. And it goes into collection. But yes, utility bills also, but mainly hospital bills. See, I feel like, and I know this has a lot to do with the individuals in office and and how we change some of those laws, because I feel like yeah, you got your co-pays and all those things that might, you know, it might have been hospitalized or, or whatever, but I feel like it's not right and, and for, for your medical bills to affect your credit. Like, it's like, you don't, something because the thing is, you don't plan to get sick. You really don't. It just kind of happens, and then, you know, you might be in a situation where you're living paycheck to paycheck, and you really can't afford to go to the hospital, but you got to go. And then the fact that now you might have had a, a, a 690 or a, a 710 credit score, and all of a sudden you didn't pay a $40 copay, you're down like a 630, and you're like, wait a minute, like, 
you know, and then you'd have to build it back up to where it was all because of the medical bill, you know, it's it's just pretty sad. We gotta do better. Yes, it is. We definitely yeah, we do. do. Just collectively, we really do. And we have to help one another. When you receive knowledge like this, you have to pass it on. And that's why um yeah. we're based on Credit Warriors is it's it's a uh, it started off as a Facebook group on uh, May twenty sixth, two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. We incorporated into okay. our official business on July 19th. And then in yeah. Georgia, we also incorporated our business uh, October 11th of last year. So we okay. grew, we're growing really fast. But the thing is, before we became an official business, it, it, and even now, it's all about passing on the knowledge that you learn. And um, that's why I would never sell this book, um, my, my manual. I would never sell it. It will always be given away for free. Uh, people, why are you yeah. giving it away? Because you have to spread the word. You have to empower one yeah. another. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. If you choose to hire me, you can hire me. But I'm telling you, you can do this yourself. You can do this right. yourself. It's not rocket science. It's a step-by-step guide, and it will, it will get you where you need to be. There's thousands of people in my group that are buying buying their dream homes. They're they're getting the leverage they deserve just by using my techniques. And they're just techniques that I didn't make this up. These are the laws. These are techniques that I've yeah. discovered, and I'm just passing it on. That's all. Oh, yeah. This, look, I'm looking through it. <laughs> you know, and you have links, and you have contact information for the CEOs of a lot of the creditors and you know and you know you got your disclaimers and the goodwill letters and the pay or delete letters and you know and and you know oh here's another question speaking of pay and delete because I'm looking through everything and questions are just popping in my head how, how mm-hmm. can you tell everyone how long do items stay on your credit report oh it does like, um, if they're paid or yeah it's about seven years. About seven, seven years. years. Um, bankruptcies, uh, public records could be like ten years. Uh, the okay. collections like seven years. Uh, but you could fight all that stuff. You can fight it by using the law in your favor because the law states that um, the credit bureau has to have original documentation. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not because everything's electronically sent over. So that's mm-hmm. a loophole. That's the loophole. That's why we win. Okay? When the computer age came, they did not change the law. They they left the law in the stone uh-huh. age. So that loophole is original documentation. So I do not fight the creditor. I go after the credit bureau. They have to prove it or remove it. Those are the rules. Oh, okay. That's why we win. That's why we win. It's a fight. I'm not going to say after one round of letters, um, everything's going to magically just fall off. You might see some people, right. you know, oh, my goodness, Equifax, let me be great. They took off 71 accounts. Yay. It's not going to happen right. to everyone. It might be one out of right. 500 people that get that lucky. Right. You have to keep fighting. Yeah. The only thing is you cannot give up. You have to keep shooting out those letters. Right. You have to put in those CFPB uh, complaints, which is the um, – Consumer CF Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. You got to put in those complaints. You have to put in that work. You cannot give up. That's the only way they win is when you give up. And people hire me to think it's it's I'm just the the, the credit fairy and, and I snap my finger and everybody just bows <laughs> down and they take it off and they fight me back right. and they fight me back brutally. 
Yeah. They fight me back brutally, and I have to fight back. Right. Oh, you know, I don't know if you saw this um, on on in, in a recent article, um, but I believe it was uh, a government official, and she he mentioned he had questions about why student loans can't be discharged off of bankruptcy. Did you see that article? Um, if no. not, it, it was interesting. So it's actually it's the new Fed chair. That's what it was. And, and I'm pulling it up now. It was on Market Watch. Um, he, Jerome Powell, he testified in the Senate banking, you know, because, you know, student loans is huge. Student loans are also messing up credit, you know, because I find that people owe more in student loans than they make a year, you know, which is just crazy. And in some instances, it can, you know, hurt, you know, buying a home. If it's you got to defer them, then you get them out of deferment, then you pay them, and they're just always there. So the new chairman of the Federal Reserve, he questioned um, why borrowers who are struggling, and let's say they file bankruptcy, um, why can't they include their student loans in the bankruptcy? Because technically when you're filing bankruptcy, you're saying, hey, I am in debt. I can't afford any of this. Hey, government, pay this off, and I'm just going to just whatever. And you know 10 years is going to be on your credit report. But he said that 40 million Americans have about $1.4 trillion in student loans. And out of that, and I think this was a part of the, those laws that you mentioned, how the laws have been updated to the reality of, like, it's not meeting, you know, today, you know, and how life is going on. Um, you know, because if you think about student loans back in the eight, 1980, 1990, they weren't as expensive as they are now. You know, there was other instances. But in 1970, he's talking about, like, wait a minute, the Department of Education is, like trying to figure out, like we have people filing bankruptcy. They're calling for deferments. They can't afford to pay. Their credit is being impacted, and all these things. But Congress said that they don't. They they haven't discussed changing the law. So it's interesting to see what happens because he's the new chairman of the Federal Reserve Board, and he's questioning it. Like if someone's saying I can't afford to live but you're going to keep the student loans on there and it's reporting negatively, it's not helping them because they can't afford it. Very interesting. Oh, yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, with student loans, I definitely are student loans. Student loans, I stay in my lane. I am. I do the credit thing. I leave that to the people who that's there. I have an admin in that. She knows a lot about student loans. And um, yeah. student loans, is, is uh, I, I tend to try to stay away from that right there, but um, those are killing a lot of people financially. I mean, they they haunt, man. They they haunt you. You have to pay them off aggressively. That's the advice I give to people. You have to try. If you have a payment repayment plan of twelve dollars a month, man, you better triple, quadruple that that payment. You gotta get you right. gotta get it down um, as, as fast as you can. I mean, it it really hurts you. When um, you have it too much debt, people don't understand it that. It's, it's Use crazy. your tax and money, like, do whatever you have to do. That's to do, right, to get rid of them because, you know, you want yes. to go to college, you, you know, and then it's like when it comes, like you mentioned in, in, uh, let's say in your book, like 
your debt to income and all of that, like there's so many layers of how it, it can impact you. So if your student loans are here, you make this and you're trying to buy a home, it's like all these factors that can, you know, kind of hurt you with that, you know. But it's interesting that out of all of the new presidents and chairs of the of the Federal Reserve Board, you know, he's the first one to question it, and he's saying it should be able to be included. And then in the article, you know how they have the forms, um, like people say, well, what I can do is just put it on my credit card and then put the credit card on there. You're know, like, wait. You know, like you said, people try to find loopholes to not pay student loans back, you know, and, and it's like it's sad, but, you know, not to say that you should just file bankruptcy because that's never good for everybody either. <laughs> you know, no, it really hurts you. It, it does. It hurts so you know? bad. People just don't know. It hurts. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing, like, I get, you know, there are situations where people have to, you know, you know, like, if it's, you know, but then you do have to look at your resources and, and learn, you know, go to a financial counselor, like, figure out what you can do to avoid it. Um, I say to anybody, like, that's your, that should be your very last, last resort that should never be number one. And I know you might see this in your client base or when they consult with you, you know, um, when they, they inquire, like, some people try to file just to get out of paying things, and that's never the right thing to do either because it's still a habit that you have. It's not a life situation, you know, where you might have lost your job and you have no income or your home, you know, all those other things that might come into play. But don't ever use that as a way to just avoid paying things because that's never good either. <laughs> not yes, there's a lot of young people who are filing bankruptcy uh, by the droves. I've been in this industry. I've I have never knew that so many young people. I thought bankruptcy. You know, my whole um, perception of bankruptcy was like older people that had like so many assets. It's young people that are trying to get out of paying their bills, and they're so desperate. Yeah. And that's their, their only for them. That's their only hope. So, um, people out there, I mean, if you're listening, that should be definitely your last resort. To file bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we'll reach out to credit warriors. See what you know. See what we can do. Like, <laughs> there's there's services oh, available yeah. for you. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I'm I'm on the website, but I, I definitely want you to let everybody know, like, how what type of services you offer, and um, how can they connect with you and your team to take advantage of your services. Okay. Well, Credit Warriors, most of it is, uh, like I said, it's each one teach one. It's you, you go and you enter to the group. It's Credit Warriors, uh, each one teach one. You go into our group and you basically, you will hit the um, search bar, the, um, the mic magnifying glass, and anything you need to know, it's in that group. Any answers. Okay. okay? I do, myself, I do credit repair and I also... Okay. Uh, we'll sit with you on a one-on-one or over the phone and teach you how to do it yourself. Or it, it takes about an okay. hour, and I'll sit with you while you write down your notes, and I will guide you on how to do it yourself. Before you pay me or anyone else, all right, mm-hmm. I would say try it yourself. If you have the time, if you don't have the time, then you will pay a professional. But if you do have the time, I would say um, grab the book, download the free handbook, and that guide will help you every step of the way. 
Yes, because there's so, I'm looking, you have so many free files, um, informational heart inquiries, uh, files on rebuilding your credit, the best and worst secure credit cards, which is a great thing to know, um, mm-hmm. information on a 609 letter. Um, we have those oh, letters, too. The, we have all that all those letters. I'm forgot yes. to mention. I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. We have all those letters no, on our website. There's a paid por- portion of the website. You pay twenty bucks a month, and you have access to over a hundred letters. Literally over a hundred letters, different letters to um, fight the credit bureaus. Wow, see, it's right there. Um, mm-hmm. It's all and right what's there. Interesting is I don't even know what a 609 letter was, and I'm reading it to dispute errors and other inaccuracies off your credit report late payments, you know, and all of those things help, you know, increase your score. So a lot of, like, yes, it's out here, y'all. Get your life. <laughs> yes, it's, it's in there. And it, it, it breaks down everything. My handbook and, long, and my website is very, very um, informative. It has every, it's a live yes. website also. My um, admin, David, he's the one that runs that website and just, there's new information being pumped into that website like every hour, like different information, different articles. It's it has yeah. so much, uh, and um, my book breaks down everything. Like it literally will break it down to a science, and it's yeah. written in a way where you guys understand. It's not um, complex at all to read. I wrote it, uh, yeah, so it can be as um, simple as possible. And, you know, before before I let you go, um, I know you, you might have gotten a lot of questions with your customers and just in your Facebook groups and things of that nature. Um, the whole Equifax breach a couple months ago, and, you know, yeah. it's scary because you don't want your credit, you know, your Social Security number to be impacted, you know, and how how did your team handle that you know because i know some people were doing security freezes and some people were signing up for their trusted id alert system like how how did your team handle supporting your your customers with the the breach i just tell them i tell everyone to sign up for some type of credit monitoring service something that um will give you alerts if anyone ever tries to use your um your social you'll get a alert um, also, mm-hmm. I advise them, uh, if you're really, really, you know, really worried about it, you can freeze your reports. Um, you can, mm-hmm. re- you can freeze your uh, third-party reporting agency reports also, um, and suppress, uh, those files with LexisNexis. Um, okay. unfortunately, you know, that breach did occur, but you have to be prepared. Yeah. You have to be prepared for stuff like yeah. that to happen and just stay in the known, man. Just Pay attention uh, if you get to your emails because usually that's where you'll get an alert, an inquiry alert. Yeah. And if you see any suspicious activity, you have to um, call uh, immediately. You'll call the place where the inquiry um, occurred and um, mm-hmm. let them know that wasn't you, you know. And we have multiple inquiry removal letters also. So we have letters that will um, demand for the um, company to remove that inquiry if you have no credit attached to it. Got you. Okay. And um, after, and, you know, I know this is in your, 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 your website, your pamphlets, your, all the files you had. Um, and you mentioned that, of course, sometimes things take time. And, and, and I know, I don't, hopefully, I would think you would agree with me on this, but sometimes, and it's so important that you mentioned that it takes time, 
you know, your score can drop in a day, and it's hard to build it back up <laughs> than it is to start, you know. And when I'm talking to my new customers, um, you know, at my bank, and especially college students, they're getting credit, they're trying to understand, and, you know, it, it's important that I, and I advise them of, hey, because you have no credit, it's so easy for you to start high, but the moment that you, you hit a 30-day mark on your credit or a 15-day late or, you know, you're, you're starting yourself on a slower scope of dropping fast and to build yourself back up on your own can take time. So, you know, I think people should understand, you know, that it's, nothing is a quick fix. You have to build the habit and understand how it works. And, you know, and even with different credit cards, and, and for those of you that are able that's listening, to join a credit union. Credit unions have the best lending rates, okay? Like, <laughs> if you can get with a local credit union for your credit cards, your loans, your cards, you know, you, you have a, a, a better way of getting different uh, products and services that can help you build and talk to you and answer those questions. So, you know, yes, Capital One and Bank of America and all these other places are great, However, they may not have those tools and resources to educate you on how it works and to have a, a service that credit worries where there's links and resources there, you know, and, and maybe your local credit union, if you can join one, you know, those are, those are things that you can use to your advantage because, you know, like you said, each one teach one. You got to learn. It's all about that knowledge. Yes, definitely. And you got to empower one another. Empower don't don't be a hoarder of information, guys. You have to empower your neighbors. This is how the community builds and it heals. It's when you help yeah. one another, you teach one another, be patient and love one another. It's all about positive yeah. energy. Yes. Especially in two thousand eighteen, y'all. Like look, y'all, everybody up here is talking about what kind it is, what kind it at. Like we gotta build this thing on up. <laughs> That starts within. Your conduct starts within. You have to be that example. Mm -hmm. It starts within. Mm -hmm. That's what people fail to realize. It's within. Yep. It's true. It's true. So let everybody know Miss Supreme Essence. If y'all like, who is this way? That's Supreme Essence. She's the woman that's in charge, making it do what it do with credit warriors. She's making, changing lives one credit score at a time. Uh, Can you let everybody know? where they can connect with you on social media, maybe if they want to email you a question or, or something like that, how they can connect with you. Okay. Well, right now, um, my admin team, uh, my admin team, they're, they're great. Uh, they they work in a group to answer all questions. Um, right now is a really busy se- season for me, and um, it's yeah. really, really kind of tough to get um, in touch with me. Um, but my mm-hmm. admin team and credit warriors are a Facebook group. They answer everything. Sometimes I'm able to jump on and, and talk to people. But right now I'm, I'm just extremely busy and I'm just going to keep it real with you guys. Um, yes. I do love my members, but I have to keep it real with everyone. Um, I'm extremely, extremely busy. But um, yes. I still try to make time to talk to the few handful of people I'm able to every day. But unfortunately, for um, you really, really to get a conversation with me, it has to be by appointment only. And um, okay. if you go into the Facebook group, we have a, a link for um, my calendar. It's in the pen post okay. of my group. So they can okay. um, get a one-on-one session for an hour with me. And um, and if they have questions, they can definitely ask in the group. And not only my admin, but the, the group itself. 
people, if you ask a question yeah. in the group, another member is going to jump on the timeline. They're going to answer. Gotcha. Okay. So the, the, yeah, the, that's what the group is designed for. It's designed for you guys to help one another. I just lay down the basic foundation, and it's, yeah. it's, it's the group. The group runs itself. The people in the group run the group. Gotcha. That's what's up. I just shared the group. I just shared the pages. I've shared it all. Um, definitely, ladies and gentlemen, go to creditwarriors.com. Uh, go to the website. Uh, I mean, creditwarriors.org, I'm sorry, is the website. Yes. Go to the website. Um, see the files. There's a lot of free files. I was perusing all up and through <laughs> while mm-hmm. I was talking to Miss Essence here. So much information. Um, you know, uh, on how you can empower yourself to rebuild. Because, yes, we're talking about the upper, middle, lower class. And it's important to not only understand how your money can work for you, but also how your credit is in conjunction with it. You know, I've helped so many customers. I'll make the money. I'll make the money. You know, I can afford this. I could pay this. Yeah, but your credit score is a 473. Yeah, you make 100000 a year, but you know that number is it shows your your responsibility it shows how you how you handle and how responsible you are financially so yeah you can make all the money you want but if you don't show your your good payment history and how you handle things it doesn't help and then there's the flip side i see and help members who have a, a 20 credit score and they might only make 30,000 a year and they're because of that score Lenders tend to take a chance on that because they see how you handle things and you, you build your score up so so wonderful, especially with your debt to income being in, in a reasonable place. So it, it all goes hand in hand. You can make all the money in the world, but if you don't pay things on time, you know, it's, 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 oh, yeah. it's real. <laughs> Definitely it's real. is. You hit it right on the nail with that because 2016, I was broken in glass. I was making $300 a week at working at a restaurant. Actually, into mm-hmm. to February 2017, I was working two days out of the week at a restaurant. And uh, my credit score mm-hmm. was elite. And I tell you, yeah. even though my credit score was elite, my husband and I, our budget for our wedding was $1,500. And we got married on a $1,500 budget wedding. Yes, we did. October 1st, 2016, we did it. And our credit scores were 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 amazing, but we didn't take advantage yeah. of that. We still stuck to the script, and um, yeah, oh yeah. So they will give yeah. you uh, astronomical limits, but you have to learn how to, you have to know how to respect that and know that you can't right. really afford to go balling, you know. And um, mm-hmm. that was our case back in 2016 and early 2017. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's absolutely. True. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And for individuals that's listening who are, you know, who might be afraid of credit, who might be afraid of credit cards, you know, who might not um, know, you know, because sometimes you're afraid of what you don't understand, what you don't know. And, you know, just some basic, you know, information on how to use credit cards, the percentages of if your limit is a thousand, don't use 900. Like, you know, there's, there's formulas to it, you know, and have a purpose for your credit cards. And, and this is one trick, and I don't know if of course, sure your team probably talk about it in the Facebook group, but this is one thing that I, I know I educate my customers, you know, with credit cards. Because I get the, I don't want a credit card, I don't want it, I don't want it. I'm like, okay, look at the things that you pay automatically. So you pay your car note, you pay your electric bill, you pay your cell phone bill, 
you know, you buy food and gas, right? Those, in most cases, are things that's already budgeted out throughout your paychecks, right? So I tell customers, hey, if you know that you have to put gas in your car and you have to pay your cell phone bill, and you know that's, what, 150 bucks a month, whatever, pay that on your cash back credit card. Set it up where you automatically are paying that off in full. So not only are you building your credit score because you're not paying interest because you would have paid that anyway out of your pocket, you're also earning cash rewards on the money you would have put out your pocket anyway. Like you have to figure out ways to let it work for you and use it responsibly. You know, have a card for, you know, your monthly expenses that you know you're going to pay with your paycheck anyway. Set it up where it automatically pays every two weeks, which you would have already put out. And I think that just goes along with budgeting and planning. And it takes discipline to get to that point. You know, that's not something that you can do overnight unless you've planned those things out. But it's so important to use your credit cards in a, in a responsible way. You know, have one for emergencies, okay? Use it only for emergencies. Put it away, you know, and, and not just ball out of control just because you have it, you know, bottle, bottle popping this. No. Be responsible with it. And if you use it in a way where you pay it off in full every month, you're not paying any interest, it's building your credit score, you're keeping your debt to income down, like it it works for you in that way, you know. So, you know, I, I think those resources are there, you know, and I've seen a lot of it on your website. And I'm just so thankful that you are on the show and you're able to I'm – help, I'm helping you put the put the information out there, you know, and sharing and and, and – Helping, helping people help themselves and, and still having your team as a support. And I just looked at your Facebook group, like you guys have 300-something thousand members. So, like, you got an active group, which is the bomb. <laughs> yes, you know? I'm telling you, we have actually 422,000 members in our Facebook group. Oh, wow, group. yes. Yes. Lord, yes. It's so, four, look. I don't know, actually it's 424,000. 
Um, you know, we're talking about the rich class, the upper class, the lower class. I still got some more differences between the middle and the rich. Like, we got we got to talk about that, too, if we close out the show. Tonight's music is all about money, right? So I'm, I'm going to go back with a little Kanye, gold digger. We'll be back. It's Miss Lee. It's Supreme Essence, Credit Warriors. Each one, teach one. She take my money. Well, I'm in need. Yes, she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time. That digs on me. Uh. Now, I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Now, I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Baby Louis Vuitton, under her underarm, she said, I could tell you rock, I could tell by your charm. Fars girls, you got a flock, I could tell by your charm and your arm, but I'm looking for the one. Have you seen her? My psychic told me she have a sex arena. Trina, Gina, for Lopez, four kids, and I gotta take all they bad to show this. Okay, get your kids, but then they got their friends. I put up in the bins, they all got a pen. We all went to den, and then I had to pay. If you f***ing with this girl, then you better be paid. You know why? Take too much to touch her. From what I heard, she got a baby by Buster. My best friend said she used to f with Usher. I don't care what none of y'all say, I still love her. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, uh. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke, uh. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, uh. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke, uh. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head. For 18 years, I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids. His baby mama car crib is bigger than his. You would see him on TV any given Sunday. Win a Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai. She was supposed to buy your shorty Tyco with your money. She went to the doctor, got Lyco with your money. She walking around looking like Michael with your money. Should've got that insured Geico for your money. Money. If you ain't no punk, holla, we want freedom. We want freedom. Yeah. It's something that you need to have. Cause when she leave, yo, she gon' leave with half. 18 years, 18 years. And on her 18th birthday, found out it wasn't his. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. Uh, but she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Uh, now I ain't saying she a gold digger. Uh, but she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Uh, get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Uh, get down, girl, gon' head, get down. You go out to eat, you can't pay, y'all can't leave. It's dishes in the back, you gotta roll up your sleeves. But while y'all washing, watch him. He gon' make it to a beans out of that action. He got that ambition, baby. Look at his eyes. This week he mopping floors, next week it's a surprise. So stick by his side. I know his dude's ballin' and yeah, that's nice. And they gon' keep calling and trying, but you stay right, girl. And when he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down.
What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your girl, Missy Kanye West, Gold Digger. We're talking about financial literacy. We're talking about the upper, middle, lower class, all of that good stuff. So before, uh, you know, much love and, and just blessings to Supreme Essence and her team, creditwarriors.org. Definitely check out the website. Search for Credit Warriors on Facebook. Join the group. I mean, the more you know, man, that's just what this life is about. There's so many people up here, you know, walking through life, acting like they don't know anything, don't want to know. Don't be afraid to know. And that's why I thought it was so important that we talk about money and, and wealthy and, and, and where you fit and how you can make your money work for you. And, and just some lifestyle changes that we can make. With not only we talk about relationships with men and women, we talk about relationships with family members, but you got to talk about the relationships you have in your professional and financial lives as well. Um, so, you know, we talked about um, some, some components of the differences between the middle class and the rich people. So one thing we talked about before um, earlier in the show, middle class live comfortably, the rich embrace being uncomfortable, so they take more risk. Um, the middle class live above their means, but the rich live below their means. So being being cost conscious about what you buy. The number three was middle class climb the corporate ladder. The rich own the ladder. Okay, and you know I'm a firm believer. Not everybody needs to work for people. Sometimes you got to step out on faith and have your own business. Number four, middle class are friends with everybody. The rich choose wisely. Your circle is so important. Your circle will change throughout the experiences you go through. Um, and here's number five on this list of ten. The middle class work to earn where the rich work to learn. That is so important to understand. And you, if you sit back and think about your friends, family members that's in the middle class, they're just working to earn money for the check. But they're not so quick to learn something new and, and grow their money and be, and be uh, the experts in that field of what they do. You know what I'm saying? Number six, the middle class have things. The rich have money. When I say money, and I think what they're talking about here, and I'm looking at this article, and this is on lifehack.org. Look, rich people aren't buying Jordan, Louis Vuitton bags, Michael Kors this. They're not out there buying all of this. They have investments. They have property. Um, they have stocks, they have bonds, they they have um, CDs, they have money manager accounts, they have all of these things that help them earn on their dollar. It's okay to treat every now and then, but when you have more sneakers in your closet, more bags in your closet, more video games in your closet, more electronics in your closet, three cars, two bikes, jewelry, Pandora, this, like, a lot of rich people don't have those things because guess what? They got CDs making two and a half percent, three and a half percent. They in stocks and bonds. They own stock in the company that you're buying in. It's all about the way that you flip your money and understand how it can work for you, not work for your money. Number seven, the middle class, they focus on saving. Where the rich focus on earning ties right into it. And the thing is, with some of the people in the middle class, it's hard for them to save. And one of the conversations I had with the customers I deal with at my nine to five is that, hey, what kind of saver are you? How good are you at saving? Are you someone that if you see it, you got to spend it? Are you someone that you're better off saving if you don't see it? So guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, talk to the people at your bank. 
Set up automatic transfers to go to an account that you don't see. Every two weeks, $25 because you go to that account. You don't see it. it. It happens without you knowing, you know. And then that way, you're able to look at the end of the year and see what you have. Um, people also that I find, they take all their change for the year. They put it in a jar. At the end of the year, that change, they, they saved up five, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars and just change because they're just saving their money in a way that works for them. If you're not someone that can save dollars, you might be someone that can save your coin. Coin is adds up. And I know a lot of us might not carry cash as frequent. You know, challenge yourself, maybe carry change, cash once a week, break the ten, get the change, put it in a jar. You get what I'm saying? Then by the end of the year, you have money but that you might not have had. You can use it to buy stock, put it in the CD, that kind of thing. Um, number nine. <laughs> no, number eight. The middle class are emotional with money, and the rich are logical. That's interesting. You know, emotions are tied. You know, making emotional decisions about what it feels, does this feel right, um, you know, you have to sit and think about the logistics behind the decisions that you make with your money. That's so, so, so important. You know, when you put your emotions in decisions, y'all, y'all know. Sometimes you don't make the best decisions. I know some of y'all might have been with a man. Well, you've been with a chick. It just felt right, and it really wasn't good for you. Sometimes you got to take a moment and let your mind take a, take a moment in your heart. So you got to balance that thing on out. <laughs> Number nine on this list of ten differences between the middle and the rich. The middle class underestimates their potential. The rich set huge goals. There's nothing wrong with setting goals because if you set goals, you have your vision board. I'm looking at my vision board right now. I have one, and I was just telling my bestie, we got to make new vision boards. Your vision board is what you look at every day. Those are the goals. That's what you see. That's what you achieve. It's a constant reminder of what you want to accomplish. When you're in the middle class, sometimes you say, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I have the experience. I'm just trying to get this paper. I'm just trying to make this money. I'm just trying to do this. And that's fine to have that drive to make some money. But what are you making the money for? You have to have a goal. And it doesn't have to be a five-year goal. It could be a weekly goal. For this week, I'm going to save $10. But next week, I'm going to save $10 more. Like, you just started off with a pace that works best for you. Set your goals high. And if you don't get that goal, it's okay because it's still a goal. The goal is, is hit when you achieve it and surpass it. Then you can set another one. Don't ever think of you not making your goal as a failure because it's not. I mean, I think Will Smith said it best on his Instagram. You got to – no, was it – no, actually, it was – it was my man, Nick Foles. Your failures are your successes because I'm an easy fan, and that's just what it is. <laughs> and number 10, last on the list, the middle class believe in hard work, and the rich believe in leverage, okay? Because you got the resources when you're rich. It's okay to have the hard work, but sometimes you got to have leverage, too. This is what I can bring to the table. What can you bring to the table? Let's put our ducks in a row. Let's see who got the bigger ducks. Okay, and guess what? I'm going to go over here with my duck because your ducks ain't quacking the way that my ducks quack. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you got a lot out of this topic tonight, you know, between credit and wealth and finances. Look at how you're using your money. Think about how you can leverage what you have because you're literally, like, this life is not promised. 
You know what I'm saying? It's already been reported what Rick Ross is in on life support. You know, people are dying. You know, so much is going on right now. And you want to make sure that you're setting up your financial wellness for your next generation. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired, ladies and gentlemen, of seeing GoFundMe pages on Facebook to bury people because you don't have your finances in order. You know, it's, oh, yeah, you might be living paycheck to paycheck, but you can break the cycle. Everybody has a gift. God has given all of us a gift. Are you using your gift to the way that God wants you to use it? He doesn't want you to waste it. It's okay to work for someone, but if that's your, if that's your end goal, okay, Take the money that you're earning from making it from someone else and invest it. If you love Chipotle, buy stock in Chipotle. If you love Starbucks, buy stock in Starbucks. At least you can say you are a stakeholder, you are a shareholder in this company. That's something that you can pass down to your children and your nephews and your nieces and, and those that come after you. That's what life is about. We have to create our own wealth the way that we can do it for ourselves. You don't have to live up with the Joneses and keep up with the Joneses. You don't. You keep up with your own last name and make your mark the way that's best for you. So I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. I can't wait to catch you guys next week. Send prayers out to my co-hosts because they're struggling, y'all, you know, us ladies, I got to hold it down. It's all good because it's a missy experience. I'm your girl, Missy. JT will be back next week with sports. T will be back next week with his music. What's hot on T's box? Tell you the hottest music that's on his box. <laughs> if you haven't seen the Black Panther, go see it again and again. I've seen it twice already. Listen to I mean, because there's some financial wealth in that too. Go buy up some property. Make it do what it do. It's your girl, Missy. Have a great weekend. Much love, blessings, peace, and hug your neighbor. Love one your loved ones. Tomorrow's not promised. Without him, we wouldn't be here. Much blessings. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.